Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. I'm going to be just like him when he finishes the work that he promises to finish by the way the work that he's begun on the inside of me one day I'll be just like him and until that time I'm I'm trying my best I'm 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 acknowledging my wickedness and I'm acknowledging my need to be changed and and I'm not making excuses for myself and I'm doing my best to live a life that honors the name that he has given me You don't have to look very hard at yourself to find proof of how broken you are. In today's teaching, Pastor Robert reminds you that Jesus knows how messed up you are, and He loves you anyway. In fact, He continuously is working in your life to remodel your heart from the inside out and make you perfect, just like Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. I remember when my son David, it was was at the same time exciting and wonderful and thrilling and scary. He was like five years old. And he came to the conclusion that he could trust my judgment. We were standing in Kmart. Some of you have heard this story over and over and over again. We're standing in Kmart, and I see him looking at this little toy, and there's a backstory, but I don't have time for all that. He's looking at this little toy, you know, he's examining this little toy, you know, he's got some, some allowance money or something, you know, in his pocket, and, and he, he turns to me, and he says, in effect, Daddy, should I buy this? And I said, no, probably not. And he looked at it and he said, okay, dad. And he put it back. And I knew he wanted it. He'd been standing there contemplating that thing for a few minutes, right? His, listen, his desire was in direct conflict with my advice. His desires were in conflict with my counsel. But he chose to trust my counsel and overrule his own desires. Because he concluded, Dad knows about this better than I do. And so he surrendered himself. You see what I mean? When your desires are in conflict with the Word of God, it's in your own best interest to trust God and overrule your own desires. Now, the second point that I want you to draw from this today is that Jesus is not trying to exclude anybody from his table. Because a lot of times, we, we, you know, that's the lie that, that is shoved at us, you know? It's like, 
And, and I've even heard people say stuff like, you know, my Jesus, right? And maybe you've made up a Jesus that you like better than the one that's in the Bible. But the, the Jesus in the Bible, the historical Jesus, he's not going to pull any punches. He's not going to change things to suit you. He's not, he's not going to adjust what's true just to make you feel better about yourself or to somehow, you know, make allowances for your imperfections. I mean, how absurd would that be, right? That he takes the perfect law and then compromises it because we're so messed up to make us feel better about our messed up selves. Now, what he does is he says, listen, take a look. This is what's perfect and this is you but I can fix you. I can recreate you so that now you measure up to that standard. No, it's not going to happen tomorrow, but eventually that's the goal. That's the plan. You see what I mean? Why compromise the perfect standard if he has the power to recreate you and make you perfect? Which is the better deal? Obviously the better deal is that he should recreate you. He's not trying to exclude anybody. He wants to fix everybody, but if you won't admit that you need to be fixed, okay, stay messed up. John three sixteen to 20, Jesus said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed." Jesus came for the purpose of saving people. He didn't come to exclude anybody. He came to rescue everybody. But many people simply refuse to be rescued, refuse to admit that they need to be rescued. Oh, I need a little help, but I'm basically a good person. No, you're not. You're fundamentally evil, just like me. I'm a nasty human being. Just ask anybody who knows me really well. I promise you, my wife and children, if you just spend a little time with them, they'll tell you. I can be ugly. He's changing me. He's working inside me. One day I'm going to be just like him. When he finishes the work that he promises to finish, by the way, the work that he's begun on the inside of me, one day I'll be just like him. And until that time, I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging my wickedness and I'm acknowledging my need to be changed and, and I'm not making excuses for myself and I, I'm doing my best to live a life that honors the name that he has given me. You see, the wise response to Jesus is, to embrace him and to give yourself to him. Give yourself over to, to his ways and his will. You know, because I mean, think about it. 
I don't know how many times I've heard people say, well, I know the Bible says, but I just feel not even recognizing that that's a rebellious rejection of Jesus from someone who calls himself a Christian. I know the Bible says that I shouldn't, but I just feel like make up your mind. You're going to follow Jesus or you're going to follow your desires, which are you going to, which is it? And if that's the way you live your life, that I just feel whatever, well, then don't pretend you're a Christian. You're not a Christian. You're a hypocrite. You call yourself a Christian, but you're still serving the flesh. It's clear evidence that your life is still in your own hands, not in his hands. He came to save you, but he won't pretend with you. The Apostle Paul, writing to the Galatians, he said, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. You will reap what you sow. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. It is what it is. If you're consistently rejecting rejecting Jesus in the decisions that you make in your day-to-day life on Judgment Day, he's going to confront that. I never knew you. Yeah, I know, you did all kinds of really cool stuff and gave me credit for it, but the reality was you've never been part of the family. You just pretended to be. Look back at it with me. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and believes them, is that what it says? That's not what it says. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and agrees with them, that's not what it says either. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. The storms are coming. There's absolutely no question that if you live long enough in this lifetime, you you will encounter some devastating storms. Storms that just beat on your life. He says, that, that one, it didn't fall because it was founded on the rock. But, but, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. Great was its fall. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place 
to come and die on the cross to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.